questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. There is a powerful science hidden in our life force. There's a technology to belief. Ancient ideas have been unplugged and hoarded. We toil to complete the circuit. When a circle is fulfilled, the ground glows. Our soldiers buzz like filaments when someone shares truth. We are swimming in plasma. Our lungs are gills in an ocean. Our beliefs have been enslaved for centuries. This happens in religion, science, and politics. The power of belief is always mistaken for its custom. We only give credits to its props and choreography. It's a statistical fact that half of all scientific research will be proven wrong within 20 years. Still, we believe in science. It was shown recently that two-thirds of clinical studies couldn't be duplicated. Still, we give science every benefit of our doubt. We coddle science like a pimp. And about mind control. We have been programmed for centuries by the spellcraft of our controllers. Our world is reverberating in echoes of trauma that can only be solved with awareness. Our media and Hollywood are licensed fear-porn agents here to keep you impotent. They hide the truth that we are still living in a world of human slavery and sacrifice. It is time to unlock your magic and liberate your psychology. There is technology to our thoughts. Your mind can be baptized in a single question. You can return the assemblage point of your awareness back to your center. All you have to do is ask the question, Is that true? We remain as defenseless as a baby when we give them blind trust. It's time to wake up. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. And to help us wake up, tonight's special guest is James True. James earned a bachelor's degree in philosophy and religion while serving in the U.S. Navy as a submarine hunter. After graduation, he worked as an art director in the newspaper business and published a syndicated cartoon strip. He is a self-taught software engineer and the chairperson of his county's Libertarian Party, but his art is in bioregionalism. He is the author of three books, Spell of Six Dragons, Blueprints of Mind Control, and The Technology of Belief. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. His website is jamesdrew.com. James joins us from North Carolina. Hello, James, and welcome to Veritas. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure, James. And as I told you before, I'm new to your work, and I'm so glad that we converged because you see things that many people do not see. First of all, beyond what I read about you, and, and since this is your first time here, 
Tell us more about your journey and how you came to explore and connect so many dots. Um, I'd say it definitely just never went away. As a child, we were all uh, originally curious. You know, we were born with an original curiosity that's strong. And uh, so much of life is uh, trying to beat that out of you or to tame that out of you and get you to stop. And uh, I just never wanted to stop. It, it turned into my major in college. Uh, before that, it was my quest through religion. And after that, it was just my quest in understanding the society in general and, and why it was so, what, what felt so odd to me all the time. Um, so all of these were uh, a condition of my environment. The environment itself was causing me to have to look closer at it because it, it was making me crazy <laughs> when, when, when I wasn't. It was too hard to bear as it as it normally was. I, I had to find out why it was this way, so I could, uh, you know, just bear it more. What was that eureka moment in your life? Like many people, wake up with something. In my opinion, I after nine eleven, it was a mm. few months after that I finally got it when somebody sent me a picture of the Pentagon, and it was somebody in my family who works in the airline industry. And they said, "Look, nothing crashed at the Pentagon." And I didn't talk to him for months because I got offended. I said, how dare you accuse our well-intentioned government of doing this? And then right. in silence, I researched and researched and I said, oh, my God. And this is when I got into the rabbit hole. How, how was it for you? Um, it's hard to really assign it to a particular moment, um, especially considering what all has been happening lately. Um, it, in fact, I would say that that the strongest sort of aha moment I had was probably about four or five days ago when I really uh, started to understand why someone would lie to us, still be our friend. That that to me took a huge amount of understanding to reach that vista where I'm at now. But before that, long before that, um, I kept seeing the lies um, exposed and still didn't fully understand. Things just still weren't making sense. I, I couldn't understand why... Uh, for example, I, I see a picture of Larry Silverstein and Ivanka Trump, and they're holding each other like they're the best of friends. And But yet the data is telling me that this guy murdered 2,996 people, and I, I could never really resolve that. It was easiest for me just to call everyone evil, just to say, well, they're all psychopaths, they're all evil, they're all this, or they're all that. And I'm not even saying they're not, but – that explanation has never worked for me. It's, it's always been a, it's kind of like junk mail. What we call evil is sort of like when you get a letter in the mail and you can just tell by looking at it, I don't even need to open this. This is just junk. It's, we, we use evil in the same way. We assign data like mail. We call it junk mail and we call it evil. And it, it's a temporary state that we're allowed to hold on someone. We can go, well, George Bush does what he does because he's evil. But that doesn't actually explain anything. All it really means is, is that I don't have to go any further. I can just call this evil and I can move on. Um, th this has been something that I've been pushing really hard lately, understanding why there is so much evil. And more importantly, how blessedly important it's been for the blooming of compassion. There's a new state happening right now. A, a, a great awakening is happening inside of all of us. And I do not think that we could ever... Uh, celebrate where we're going and where some of us already are were it not for 
the constructive principles of evil, which is such a weird thing to say, but it's been such a, a fundamental factor in waking all of this up. All you have to do is look, and we'll, I like to go back to 9-11 and the tuning fork part, because this is something I've discussed for years, and you discuss it mm -hmm. thoroughly. But I've seen lately how people who in the past did not question anything, they just went along with the party line and whatever the media was telling them. All of a sudden, I've, I've, I'm sensing that a lot of them, I mean, let me go back a few days ago with Bill Gates and an Instagram post. He's behind a glass saying, thank you for our healthcare workers. And right now there's over a million comments, 99% of them negative, which tells mm -hmm. me that if these powers that want to be are trying to do their final push, they will have to go, they have... They will have to go to any extent, extent to do it, because after this, I don't think people are going to believe it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, right now is I think that there is a level of initiation. What you're describing this is going to sound so weird, but what you're describing is, is two levels of initiation. The first level of initiation is that 9-11 um, was 19 box cutters. It's it's the non-initiate, someone who who is not initiated into truth itself, will believe the zeitgeist story that it was nineteen box cutters, that it was a foreign country with WMDs, that it's whatever the party line is. Right now they're saying, oh, it's Saudi Arabia, or it's going to be China. It's that's your low level. No one is initiated who thinks that, and then something special happens. Building seven, building seven is a invitation into a secret society called conspiracy theory. And anyone who recognizes Building 7, whether they want to or not, because you can't unrecognize it, has been initiated now into this mass secret society that's living in plain sight. And once you're inside, you cannot explain what it is you see to someone who's outside. That what they see is 19 box cutters, and that's all that they can see. Once you're inside, you see Building 7, and more importantly, you see the pure, raw evil that permeates it. And that evil is an electrical field that keeps people outside of entering Building 7, right? Because people don't want to face the truth. So they stay outside, and they're like, I'm not going in there. There's way too much evil. Some of us said, I don't care if it's evil. I have to understand what's going on. It's more important to me that I know the truth than it is that I'm uncomfortable. And those are the people that have entered into level one of this secret society. And I'm here to tell you that there is a level two. <laughs> and it is a weird place to be. It is new ground for me. Um, I know that other people have been here for a long time before me. Um, but I didn't know. I didn't see this until very recently. And level two tells me that um, they want you to see them. They want you to catch them. They are making this as obvious as possible while still keeping everyone inside this matrix, either outside the truth or inside it when you accept building seven. And only then can you, can you, here's, here's the hard part. You can't have compassion for Larry Silverstein 
as someone who murdered 2,996 people. It's, it's physically impossible. You have to first come into building seven first and you're now on that first level and you're convinced everything's evil, everything's evil. Only then can you maybe start to try and apply some compassion and compassion is such a tricky word here. I can hear some of your listeners probably saying, how dare you? Because because you're thinking compassion means consent. And I don't mean that. It's a very, very different word. But when you look at why he would do that or how that would make sense or, or what that actually means, I think you'll end up with a conclusion that's similar to mine, which is that, check this out, maybe those towers were empty. Maybe the twin towers were empty. And it's such an uncomfortable spot to even be on because you spent so many calories trying to get to the spot where there were people in the building. And it was Larry Silverstein. It was so hard to stay there. In fact, so many people are giving you so much angst for even um, believing the story, the, 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 what, you, what you know is the real story, that it becomes even harder to imagine that maybe the real story is not the real story. But you've never questioned that. Because you've always believed what you've been told. It's the exact same thing that you had to do to enter into Building 7. Now you have to do to ask yourself, what if this was just a planned demolition? But what happened was is that the media and the government lied about it by claiming there were people inside. Now you have to look at the whole thing again. Like all the way, you have to pull up the fresh wounds. you got to expose your... Your, your abrasions to the air and they sting and you're like, oh my God, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? And now you're looking at something much different. You're looking at a Masonic cult that's running through Sherwood Forest and instead of them wanting to steal from the rich and give to the poor, they want the poor to stop paying so much tax to the rich. It's a totally different thing. You're looking at a band of Masons that are actually trying to illuminate the entire country using spellcraft. And they're doing that inside of a forest that is full of psychopaths, that is full of trauma victims, that is full of pedophiles, that is full of evil people. And they're not there. Robin Hood is not there to take out all the bad guys in the forest. If he tried that, there would be no people living in the forest anymore. So instead, what he's doing is he's trying to awaken everyone in the forest and he's using masks to do that. He's using drama and ritual to um, shaken and awaken people in the forest so that they become their own versions of Robin Hood. This is a very, very, very complicated, nuanced thing. But when you get there, if you can put the compassion cipher on long enough to see what I'm describing, I think that you will find that everything makes sense now. And I don't have to assign the word evil to such a large group of people and pretend like that's an explanation. I can now look at it a little bit deeper and see what they're trying to do is something much more profound. It's something more along the lines of the Masonic ritual where they're trying to get you to climb the steps and reach illumination, reach enlightenment, where you have a discernment and a compassion and a understanding of the hidden hand of the left-hand path. And even that right there just terrifies so many people that they end up throwing tomatoes and just running from that, saying, I will never listen to James True again. He's, he's, he's claiming that evil is good or he's claiming this is good and I'm not. I'm, I'm explaining what these people believe and 
how compassion blooms only after you've been evil and you've had evil done to you. That without those two things happening, none of us could grow our own version of compassion in our garden. We would have no stakes. We would have no sunlight. We, would have, we wouldn't have the proper soil to even know what compassion is because compassion requires difference. It requires a wrongness. It requires an evil to breed and sprout the compassion, which is really truthfully what Jesus is all about, our true lotus, the, the true lotus of our heart opening is compassion itself. And I think we've just missed and missed and missed over and over how important evil is to compassion. Let's go back to Billy said for a second, and we'll come back to compassion and, and what you, what I understood you said. But how could they be so sloppy about Building 7? How, how could they tell us live, Building 7 has collapsed when it had not? Was this done on purpose, or was it a timing error? It was done on purpose, and the key to that is, is that they're trying to show you how the human eye works. Um, science doesn't teach you this. But your retinas are your primary, your body's primary generators of dopamine is through your retinas. And that's a clue that tells you something very crucial. The reason why some people cannot accept the truth of building seven is because they cannot see building seven. What I mean by that is they cannot picture the truth of building seven because it's simply too loud for their microphone to hear. Their empathy, your adrenal system in your body is like a microphone. And your building seven is a sound that's 15. And your microphone can only hear zero through 10. And it's just simply too loud. And so what happens is your body has a natural clip on it. Your retinas, your rods and cones have a clip in them where they, they block sound that's too loud. And instead of sound, it's light. And this is why people do not see things. And so by taking down Building 7, what, the, what these people are doing is they're showing people like you and me, hey, look, here's how vision really works. Here's how sight really works. Most of the people in America won't even see Building 7. Only a few of you will see. And those of you who'll see can still not see this other thing that comes later. And what happens is, is as you work your way up this ascension program, what you're really doing is you're learning to adjust your rods and cones to accept a stronger, brighter light. You can take in more data. There's three, three, three ways that information comes into your eyes. One is your eyelids. They're going to control the, the amount of light that comes in. The second is your pupils dilating. Again, it's the, the, the intensity of the light as it shines on your rods and cones. But there's a third. That third is the aperture of the information that the light has. You can, each of us can experience the exact same song or hear the exact same sentence or even the exact same word, but some of us can have a much more profound understanding of that word, and it's directly relational to our experience in the past of it. We can have an adrenal connection to words, and that adrenal connection can offer um, a higher version of truth that we just couldn't understand before. An example of this is the dollar bill. 
if you look at the back of the dollar bill, most people will simply just see the great seal and go, well, that's just the great seal. You know, it's a pyramid with an eye and, you know, that that's that. Others will look at it and see a pyramid with an eye and they'll understand it's a dollar bill. That's level one. This is worth a dollar. But level two, it says Mason in the backwards upside down. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.